Welcome to the Pleasure Temple, the latest adventure produced by Adventures of Grief Girl. Join me, Dianaya, and Teresa Walker, and a host of other spectacular human beings in an exploration of grief, sexuality, relationships, love, and life. Journey with us as we discover what it means to be fully present in our bodies and leading our lives with pleasure. This content is explicit in nature. As always, moderate your motherfucking selves and get your kids. It's time to learn and fully expand into a conscious movement to break down stigmas and taboos regarding women's bodies, sex, pleasure, parenthood, and creating the relationships of your dreams. We are so excited to share all of the beautiful conversations with you. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore pleasure temple. You can also follow me at adventures of grief girl and at grief after dark. Welcome to the pleasure temple. Welcome to the Pleasure Temple, everyone. We just started this conversation also on some wild shit. And I guess we can take it on in. Uh, the most dangerous person to engage with is a person who has nothing to lose. But before we get into that, the last time on the Pleasure oh. Temple, Teresa was telling us about how she was giving out instructions <laughs> or reviews. And we paused <laughs> right before <laughs> yeah, we, we found did. out his response. So if you could just take us back to that time, give us a little recap of what happened. Okay, and the recap, um, I, I had a, a physical um, encounter with someone I had met in the conversation leading up to the physical encounter. We had just been really good. We had... Um, we had FaceTimed several times. We had chatted over the phone, exchanged a lot of text messages. So I really was liking his vibe. And uh, we was somewhat clicking. And I was also liking the vibe of, of the lack of demands on my time. Mm -hmm. That is a, a particular sensitive area for me. Yes. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> particular sensitive area for me. So if you come off um, really needy, mm. um, my personality is not suited to that characteristic, mm -hmm. you know, so he, he did not. So anyway, we had the physical <laughs> encounter. <laughs> uh, let me preference this by, of course, I, I spent time with him that weekend in this place. I really appreciate it and reveled in the care he extended to me um, leading up to the physical encounter. And when I say care, it wasn't merely sexual care. It was, it was just this uh, kind of emotional, physical being. He uh, um, allowed me into his space, which allowed me to decompress. Like there was just right. no angst about it. Well, and that's I appreciate that. before care, you know? Before and care. Before care. So, you know, cheers to that. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of doing that before care, whether it's for myself or for somebody else or whatever. Before care is really important. 
because and encouraging people to do before care because like if you're coming together you want to come together your whole self you don't want to be you know looking sideways and shit you got a bad day at work your attitude is bad you shit in somebody's dinner today that's lame you know we that is better (laughs) we can do better we can do better he did have a bad day um, so I, I'm going to give him kudos in terms of making space for me within the context of his bad day. But if I'm being just 100% transparent, his bad day or hearing his bad day was just a little annoying, just <laughs> referencing the topic that was carrying on. So anyway, fast forward, we engaged. It was okay. It was okay. This was not what we discussed. And once again, for our listeners, I'm 45. I'm very comfortable in my sexuality. I am very vocal about my sexuality. Um, Right. Which a lot of times I feel like folks take offense to that because how dare you as a woman be so grounded in what you need and what you prefer and what you desire you know Absolutely. how dare you and, and you know and I can definitely speak to that because I was born and raised in rural south of Georgia we went to church all the time definitely uh we're not the Pentecostal with Southern Baptist but you know first through third to fourth Sunday we was in church if it was a fifth Sunday you had that weekend off right mm-hmm. so um I I I I have been inundated in my younger life with the role of a woman versus um, the role of a man, gender roles, traditional gender roles that was put. Over the years, I've really wrestled with that and I've broken out of that shell, right? I've Mm -hmm. broken um, those tentacles. So I'm vocal and it wasn't a vulgar conversation by any means. This is conversation because we've had several conversations so hey, I, hey, you let's talk about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you hey. like it? And, you know, and I'm not. I, I guess I'm flirty, coy with it, but I, hey, I put it out there. You know what I'm saying? So hey, you know, do you like this? I know I love this, and blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was okay. So the next day, to speed the story up. Like, I, you know, it was okay. It, it was like, this is unacceptable in my head. It was just okay. The first coming together just was okay. You get to a two-syllable word, okay. This is like, and it's messing with me mentally, right? But because he did lay so much... Um, groundwork? Good groundwork. <laughs> Thank you. Or the, or the before care? The before care, the ground where he laid allowed, um, put me in a in a, a state like, you know, I'm just not cutting him with my disappointment or like, hey, dude, what was that? So I really kind of had to figure it out, how to approach him. I exchanged a text with him later on the next day after I left because I was traveling. And um, he... You know, when I sent the initial text and for everyone is listening, the initial text was like, hey, did you enjoy yourself last night? His response was like, yes, uh, what about you? 
It took a minute for me to respond to that. I'm, I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie to the audience. Like I went ahead and met my girlfriend for brunch. Like I'm looking at that, you know, I'm like, okay. So I finally responded yes and no. And he was like, tell me about the yes, tell me about the no. So when I started my response- The asking though, that part, I mean- Kudos. Tell me about the yes and tell me about the no. That's like, I don't know if he was ready to listen, but also, yes, please say that. <laughs> Ask all the questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he opened and, and once again, that put me back in the space. Okay, damn, how I respond to this, you know, like, because honestly, um, when there have been a lack of careful groundwork, Mm -hmm. I am less careful in my response. Uh, flippant me. <laughs> <laughs> right. We so gonna get right to the point. I, I'm gonna start booing. <laughs> to the point. To the point. To the point. And do I care if you speak to me another day after this point? No. I do not. But you will not move forward and do this to another woman. You will not. <laughs> You <laughs> so if I have to take one for the team, hey. I take one for the team. Um, but what that made me realize too, because I think in our previous episode we did talk about emotional intelligence a lot. Yes, it made me recognize his emotional intelligence and recognize that was a vulnerable position, and he was opening himself up to a vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. And so I, a person who chose to engage with him, chose to recognize that vulnerability. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's that to me giving applause, y'all, because <laughs> it's hard out here in these streets. <laughs> As Black women who probably, in every instance, I always feel like my tone can be very, very harsh, but I, I agree with that. At the same time, I need you to know that I'm not bullshitting. So my, so my tone, you know, because I, 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 and you know, I'm funny. I think I'm funny. Yes, <laughs> I'm funny. You are. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I try my best. Like you said, to not just, you know, cut folk when they first walk up. I try to, you know, leave some room. And it's difficult because it's like a, it's like a whole ass, because anything that I say will sound harsh. It will sound like, you know, this, this is the most awful shit you ever could have done to me. But it's, I just need to, you to know <laughs> that I'm not bullshitting. I'm gonna get over it. It'll be fine. But, I, but look, this is unacceptable, I, right? It's unacceptable. I see you. And you can continue if you want to, but you just ain't going to continue with me. So that part. So I recognize that. And um, and I'm like, I'm sitting at brunch. I'm like three, four drinks in. So I'm looking at my girlfriend. I show her the test. <laughs> and, you know, she is... Uh, 
a womanism theory, um, has her master's in theology, she's divorced, you know, we are navigating this singlehood life in a, in a graceful way, you know, as we age, loving way. Then, so she was like, oh, he, you know, she was like, oh, this is so much better than the men response to me, because, you know, I'd be going in, they'd be like, I thought you was a goddess, and oh, daddy, you'd be, she'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker, and I was oh, 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 <laughs> I said, but then we just pray and and and, and like reach <laughs> our, our stones in 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 the moon the other night in the dirt, and we exchanged these positive affirmations and shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I responded, and I chose to lead with the yes in my response. What I liked about it the most, and I, I I gave feeling and I gave affirmation to creating a safe space, creating a space to allow me to decomp um, decompress, um, running my bath water. How I appreciated that, and I I I, I led with that. I led with that, mm. and um. I said, after leading with all that, and I said, but however, you're somewhat of a selfish lover. That's where we ended the last podcast. He responded. He responded fairly immediately, too. After it has taken me like all day to respond to two text messages because, once again, I'm, I, I wanted to come from a very loving place, not an emasculating place. That was important for me to honor the vulnerability that he decided to display with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you are correct. He said, I was selfish. I had had a bad day. I wasn't in that mind frame. I apologize to you. Hopefully you'll give me another chance to show you how good it can be between us and I wouldn't be distracted. Folks, (laughs) that's how it's done. The accountability. The accountability. Like accountability is such a beautiful thing. There are so many people on this planet that cannot accept accountability for what they've done or who they've been and that is some of the most disappointing shit in a lover that I could possibly (laughs) fucking name if I could give a if I could give an attribute to the most unattractive thing it would be not accepting accountability when somebody tells you that you be their disappointment pointed them in some way by your actions and it was actions that you actually did (laughs) and they took it in some kind of way and you can say hey you know what I I I can see where you're going with this and I'm sorry yeah I mean he straight up his first sentence was like you are right I was selfish and he just, you know, I, I could, oh my God, I appreciated that. And that took away to a lot of my angst because I end up responding to him. Yes, I'm definitely open to seeing you again. And my last text was to him, which this is where he knocks it out the water with. Was like, I said to him, thank you so much for being open to discussing this with me. He responded, 
the only thing I want to be between us is honesty. Mm-hmm. That roll, and that's how we will roll. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, if you can show up to do that, that'd be great. That'd be so great, so great. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I want to give him an A in in that we haven't reconnect. Um, just for everyone who's listening, we don't live in the same state. Uh, he lives in the South. I live in the North. I live in D.C. He lives in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure at some point we will reconnect. Nice. Uh, Long distance lovers, tell me, what's your favorite thing? <laughs> what's your favorite thing? They're not in my oh. face for seven. Yeah. 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 They're not in my face 24-7. It's also a level of anticipation. Uh-huh. Uh, of what yes desire it gives time for desire to build and it does it and the monotony and is not there so you know doing the same shit and day in and day out that time <laughs> and space for talking if i could just be super duper honest because that's what we do here um <laughs> that I, I think there's something to that living in separate places and the anticipation that builds up. And I think that a lot of times where relationships hit that hard pause is when there is the monotony, there is the day in, day out. And it's always um, like a, a chore almost to keep the excitement there because you are so comfortable you are in the most comfortable place you should be in is your home and and, I mean that's how I treat my home as my sanctuary it's like you know it's I'm hard pressed to leave my home if you want me to leave my house you better be something good and it better be something I don't have at my house too because because I because again, I'm all for that total care. It's like I set am, you know, in the process of really setting myself up to just be well cared for in my home. That in part. my home, like that any part. room that I go into is comfortable. Any room that I go into is sanctuary. Like if you want me to leave my sanctuary, Please it up better, your game. It better be it for better, something good. It better be for something good. Don't fucking waste my time <laughs> with no okie doke because I don't want it. Yeah. And I, so and I, I need to know that up front, don't waste my time. And I if think- I get up and put in some effort and leave my home for you, oh, it better be worth it. It better be worth it. And Listen. It better be worth it. And I mean, I enjoy, I do enjoy that. And it creates the space for dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, distance creates the space for dialogue. Like not being in, speaking to what you just spoke to, you know, being in someone immediate space can lead to comfort, can lead to chilling, can lead, I, I think also can lead to a lack of freedom, right? 
because you're here Absolutely. every day. One one hundred percent leads to a lack of appreciation. It leads to resentment. It leads to, you know, all these roads are open. Relationships like this take work. Being in in communion with somebody every single day. And we don't really know what we're getting into when we say things like that. Even having a roommate is very different from having to tend to a spouse and a family on both sides. So I'm not just talking. It's very different. It's, It's you know, because, you know, with my roommates, I'm not quite as invested, but I still treat you well. And I still, you know, we still will do stuff together. We still will have a relationship, but it's just not the same thing. You can come and go as you please. I'm not, you you know, whatever. And nobody's keeping tabs on you. I'm not raising you. I'm not, you, you know, none of those things. And so I'm not washing your clothes. I'm not washing your clothes. You're not washing my clothes. Cause you know, sometimes that's the thing. <laughs> So, you know, and I'm one of those people in the last several years, I've had a lot of long distance relationships or situationships, I guess. <laughs> uh, they just work for me. Number one, just for the listeners, I, I traveled a lot with my job for mm-hmm. a while. Um, so that was part of it. You know, my home base was Georgia. Um, but, you know, for 10 or 12 months, I may be in Illinois, I may be in Lafayette, whatever, Mm -hmm. I moved out of the country, so I've been fairly mobile, and and now I'm in D.C., so I've been fairly mobile, Um, so that just works for me, it works for my personality of who I am, Mm -hmm. I give kudos um, to you and to others, live under the same roof with a partner um that is just a level which doesn't speak to me (laughs) (laughs) it don't speak to you (laughs) your spirit is like no no thank you please please have another address okay that is imperative with with engaging with who I am you need a whole ass of address that you have no intentions of giving up right yeah (laughs) and and that's you know oh I gosh if <laughs> oh I can't even I can't even say that I've never thought of that I'm like you know shit man if I could have a little place on the other side of town that would be great because and and not just for me like he could use it like we could switch off everybody needs space <laughs> like we could switch everybody. off you know um yeah. I think that would be really glorious but but I've always seen the need of and the beauty of having your own space and needing to that alone time. I'm a person who needs a lot of time to recharge because I do give so much to everything that I do. You know, I'm going full out for everything that I do. Everything that I do, I'm putting my whole ass into it. This just how I roll. But I also need these copious amounts 
of alone time, which sometimes I think is offensive to those that I live with. But I also am the one who's making time for them to have time to themselves too. So it's planning that sleepover for just one of them to go and the other one is staying here or they both get to go to two different places or they both get to go to grandma's house or they both get to, you know, or I'm leaving on a certain day of the week. And so he has time with the children or, you know. That and, is also that's me making it's making all of those moves for everybody so I see value in it you know I popped off to California for a month at a time from here just to give people space like you know I wasn't getting the support that I really needed here as far as the village was concerned so I went home to California and stayed with my relatives and took the kids and stayed there for a month and a half and it was no big deal you know no big deal and I give it grace I mean once again I have a lot of friends who are married I want to be clear to the audience I come from a 50 year standing marriage Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I see it you know and it's funny as my friends have gotten older I see how they have definitely carved out spaces for themselves the sunroom the got in clothes this is mama's face the kids come and stand at the door don't nobody come in here you know it's important (laughs) don't come in here don't come in here talk at the door what you need you know so yeah slip slip me a note underneath the door and wait for my response and and please don't (laughs) please don't pester me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't live by myself at 20. Um, I did live with someone in my early 20s. I haven't lived with someone outside of a roommate since then, you know, and I have an affinity for my alone time. I am married to that shit. Mm-hmm. My alone time is just not up for compromise, you know. Right. It's funny. Because when we, I would go on family vacations, I come from an, a huge extended family. So roughly when we go on family vacations, it's like 15 people, minimum. Mm-hmm. Kids, adults, everybody. Um, and I'm always like about a day in, I'll walk around the house, oh, I need some alone time. I did not know I said it a lot until the older kids who are young adults, they're in their 20s, said to me, you are the worst. <laughs> is like this is a family vacation and you're talking about a long time you're the worst and it really y'all picked that up a lot I said it like that you know yes yes you know we get it we get it you live by yourself right folks at the end of the day alone time is for everybody we need and we all deserve time to reset we deserve time to recharge we deserve time to do some deep self-care and I don't mean going to the spa and having a facial (laughs) I mean (laughs) you know I mean getting in communion with yourself if if going to the spa and getting a facial is what you do fine go do that but that's you know that's not what I'm talking about because sometimes that's just a luxury 
that you know a lot of people don't have access to so like I mean that deep like where you are able to listen to your own thoughts where you are able to you know breathe into your whole body and just release and release like the shit you've been doing all of this time I talked a lot about uh the body keeping the score and holding all the stress and shit that's going on in your daily life or whatever and, and the breakdowns that happen so you know I'm a real fan of making sure that there is time <laughs> for people to be alone me first and foremost please do not come in here interrupting me because again you're messing with my time that's the other thing you're cutting in on my time because you feel entitled to it. And this is any relationship, friend, cousin, homie, whatever. Child, spouse, whoever. You feel entitled to my time when you want my time. And that's it. You know, um, once again, I, and it's also kind of almost like I was raised the only child. I wasn't. I am not. I have a sibling. But it's a six-year age difference between us. So I was in high school and I was in middle school when my brother went to college. So all of my remaining middle school years and high school years, I'm at home by myself. I'm a single child, right? I was a huge reader. I developed um, the joy of reading very early on. So it was nothing. I mean, to go to the library, pick up a couple books. Me and my mom had our discussion, our day-to-day communion on the way home in the car. Um, when we got home, everybody went to their separate places. Me and my room. I'm laying across my bed, bed with a new book, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and my zodiac sign, I'm a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate knowledge I am a consummate reader I'm an avid reader like I devour books I devour newspapers I devour anything that interests me (laughs) and when you're doing that that's a long time right um went to college and I you know I'm a that split personality on the Myers-Briggs I am 85 percent introvert that feels percent I'm extrovert. Now, when I turn up, I turn up. When I want to be around, I am there for you. Well, you know? I mean, when you glowing and whatnot, you can't help it. When okay. you have had, when you have been able to do all of the care for yourself, you and this is this is the important piece here is that when you are in um, these cohabitation relationships and you're with a partner and you're with your kids that is like a hot commodity (laughs) you know it takes because again it takes it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of planning and it takes a lot of like oh you know we've got so many energy that is not done for you Yes, and you've got a lot of irons in the fire, and you just kind of are and and on top of life, on top of work, on top of extracurricular activities, on top of grief, or whatever the fuck you may be going through. So it's so it's so difficult 
to even take the time that those five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is you could fucking squeeze into your day and not feel guilty about it and not feel productive and not feel so like it's the self-talk, it's the societal pressure, it's the what you should be doing, the you need to be doing and you're not doing enoughs and never like, hey, I need rest to actually show up for all, all of these things. I need what I need, just like everyone else is getting what they need. I need what I need too, in order Absolutely. to function. Absolutely. And for a while, I had to contend with my self-talk because it was so negative. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say 20s, maybe to my early 30s, like you should be. I don't know why you're complaining, why you think you need it. It was this, I call myself talk the choir, the background <laughs> choir is always humming. It's always humming. Sometimes the humming is low key and sometimes the humming, they're hitting high notes. They're hitting hey, wrong. They're know? going hard. Kirk Franklin is going directing hard. the show. <laughs> the show, girl. Um, and I struggle with that, you know, um, I struggle with that a lot. And I think sometimes I am a high functioning individual and I also have high functioning anxiety that tends to come with high functionality. Um, the sense of professional professionalism, being a perfectionist, being a people pleaser. Um, and, and when you wrap all of that up with societal characteristics of what it means to be single right Mm -hmm. I was just on this daily diet of negativity before I was just able to just you know what I work hard I don't feel like coming home at the 50 or 60 hour work week and cleaning house and if I have a dirty house there's that's not a reflection on my worth but let me go ahead and hire a housekeeper yep you you like yes those <laughs> yes <laughs> yes all of what you just said let me go ahead and I, I'm not the worst if my house is messy after doing a 60 hour work week now y'all know I work from home but I also uh homeschool my kids we have a little urban farm so there's chickens and dogs and a bunny and a cat and then I you know create content for all of my things um and then there's you know things I do that aren't even public so (laughs) we're all over the place you work you work I, I, I work And so it's so difficult to let go of that part of like, well, damn, my house isn't clean, but I can't be in two places at once. I'm going to raise these kids or I'm doing laundry all day. That's a full-time job. It's full bodies up in here. And then, so I have to be lenient about, yeah, dude, wear the same, you can wear the same clothes for a couple of days. We're going outside. Please wash your ass. I'm cool with that right yeah and what the set is so god damn it I, <laughs> it's bringing up a memory for me mm-hmm. um 
I I recently sold a house right outside of Atlanta. I brought the house that was 24, right? It definitely was a 2,200 square feet home, split for a home. I remember my mom and my one of my aunts came up. Um, my my family, the females in my family, the women in my family, definitely suffers from hoarder syndrome OCD. Like they have a whole lot of stuff, but you would never know it because it's so immaculately packaged and put away until they start digging for something. You'd be like, no, why y'all got this? You know, anyway, they came to visit me. That house wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, but it definitely wasn't up to their standards, right? And I just knew that, but at this point, I'm tired. This is... I'm commuting in into the city. I lived in suburbia. I'm commuting into the city. I had a high stress job. Uh, you know, so when I came home, I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? I remember my aunt saying to me, and this is societal pressure, right? Um, especially in the familiar family realm. My mom and I came, which they did all the time. It was a mom and one, some aunts. I have five aunts, by the way. So my house is Grand Central Station. I remember my aunt saying to me, oh, baby, I'm so proud of you, but you really don't care nothing about housekeeping, do you? Listen. <laughs> Oh my God, this is so, this is what, this is the shit that I'm talking about. That era of people, they they don't think they're doing that, but they are definitely doing that. Like my mother, she, you know, she's estranged now and whatever. But before the estrangement, when she would come to my house, it was just like really fucking nerve wracking because I'm like, listen, ma'am, I got shit to do. I got a lot of shit to do. And I have two hands. I'm not motherfucking, you know, I'm Superman. Not I'm not okay. Sorry. So, and there's other motherfuckers who live here who could clean. And if you're here and you feel like cleaning, you go right ahead. Like you want to pay somebody to do that, feel free. Shit. Like, but don't come up here telling me and looking at me sideways because you don't think my house is clean. Like, Girl, and, and I, I remember oh, too, we was in the kitchen. I just haven't mopped the floor, right? There was not like dishes in the sink. And the reason there wasn't dishes in the sink because I had a dishwasher. Okay. If I didn't have a dishwasher, I'm going to keep it 110 for the audience. Listen, there would have been dishes in Listen, I, every day, every day, every single day, I do not have a dishwasher. There are dishes in the sink because people live here. We don't leave here and go spend time other places all day long and they come home. We live here. Me and these Did children. Oh, we live here. And, and before so we started the podcast, I loaded the dishwasher. <laughs> okay. I wish. <laughs> I wish every day that I had a dishwasher because you know it would lessen my troubles surrounding the dishwasher. Absolutely. And I just oh God, that pierced me, right? That pierced me so hard. And there just been other comments made 
and mm-hmm. knowing who they are, they are not making these comments to break me down. Disclaimer, my family is extremely proud of me. My family, I feel very loved from my family, very loved from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but the societal pressure of being a woman and particularly a black woman and the expectations. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, like I had to shake that off a little bit. And then I was just like, you know what, Auntie, you're right. I don't give a damn about housekeeping. <laughs> you ain't wrong. <laughs> you this, ain't wrong. You so. hit that hammer on there. I don't care about housekeeping. You know, because also I'm thinking, and this at the time when I'm commuting in into Atlanta, you're not getting up at four o'clock every morning like I am. You're not leaving your house by 530 mm-hmm. every morning. You're not putting in a full eight, 10 hour work week, work day, whatever that looks like, meetings, whatever, work, email, and coming home at six o'clock at night. Or if I, hey, cause I was a consummate, I'm a workaholic, coming home at eight, just to start my day back over. I'm not gonna fit in cleaning. I'm not. I'm going to fit in. What I am going to fit in, though, is one to two glasses of wine. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to go to bed. The star is the star is back up again. Yeah. And that's the life I chose. I am not complaining by any means about choosing a career. I I don't feel like you're complaining at all like at all I just I'm so interested in your stories because I think it gives women a glimpse of the shit that they can be doing and like it's not all about you know every day your worth is tied to your family your home you're this you're that and the other it's not you are a person outside of all of those things you do have dreams you're allowed to have them by golly sis let's make them come true because let's you know i'm true dream it let's, write it down paste it yes let's go right hit because the star button. you know these relationships all morph and change my relationship with my children right now is me consistently having to pour in whether it's discipline whether it's you know compassion or love or patience or this is consistently me having to be be on tap for all of those things all the time and there's no reprieve from that until really they move out and go on and do their own thing then they come back did I tell you about my 24 year old nephew that lives here okay yeah um so no and and to piggyback off of that it's interesting because um the the conversations a lot with my mom and her friends and for everybody's knowledge, my mom is 69 and um, she has a 50 year old. She has a 45 year old, soon to be 51, soon to be 46. So to put it in context, she has three grandchildren. She has three great grandchildren, my parents do. So 
they just come from a different era. And, and I think I spoke on this before, how all of this labor, she did all of this labor every day, including work, including taking care of her family, dinner, laundry every day, all of that stuff, pick up, drop off, extracurricular activities, whatever. And there was not a peep. There was not a moan of, um, can you help me? From to my father who worked ship work and who just got to live his life. Yeah, he, he worked ship work and he brought home a paycheck, but he also created two kids with her, right? But he really got to live his life. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, I hear a lot of her conversations and she'll talk to me about it now with her friends and they're talking about their daughter-in-laws, people my age, people I know. Y'all don't care nothing about cleaning. Y'all, y'all hire a maid or y'all hire a housekeeper. Y'all do this. You damn right. You damn please, right. please, please, and thank you. Because that shit is for the birds. That shit, like we need that those extra hands. Again, I will say it over and over and over. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that is a full-time job. People have made restaurants because damn. somebody need to eat three, four times a day. Like, you cannot sit here and tell me that that is, like, my primary fucking function for all it's the not time. I, and I, you know, <laughs> and it took and cleaning up after time. people, cleaning up after people. It takes such a long time for the children to really start caring about their surroundings. So that means... The pickup gang, the cleanup gang. One or both of us clean up. Everybody do their share. Come on. (laughs) Listen, I know the song backwards and forwards, but it's it's me cleaning up, me reminding somebody to clean up, me being mad because folks didn't clean up when they were asked to do these things. And it's me feeling like I clean up the same piece of the house every single day. So I'm like stuck in this groundhog loop. And I'm like, what the, what the, And that takes that that's that is a very long stage. And I'm deep up in the middle because I'm reminding I'm walking past the same garbage. Can I say the one thing? I'm watching them walk past the same garbage. The one thing I can say when I'm in parenting mode, and I've had to be in parenting mode currently in semi-parenting mode, is the repetition. Me repeating myself constantly. It's tiring. It is so tiring. It's (laughs) Like, I'm mad. Like, I'm ready to square up and fight you. Right. Like, and and then they're looking at you like, why would, why are you mad? And I'm just like, Ugh. here I'm we go again. I'm, I'm ready, ready to, you know, yes. My I, lid. Yeah, and it took a minute too, honestly, for me to break out of that that thought process of what encompassed womanhood because of how I was raised, right? Trying to do all of this stuff. And I I had to just really also give myself a lot of grace, but in therapy, um, if, if you, 
everybody has something. Everybody has some type of ism. I don't care if it's shopping. I don't care if it's alcohol. I don't care whatever addiction we have. There is something that we have an area that we can all work on. I highly encourage, I live and I die by counseling, by therapy. Um, that has been the bomb to my soul mm -hmm. for 20 years. I went to my first counseling appointment, I think at like 23. No, I went to my first one in college, but I probably, no, I did not recognize what I, what it mean to me as I grew into womanhood, adulthood, mm -hmm. and self-worth, as yeah. I grew into self-worth. Right. Okay. And so around 23, I got uh, a therapist that I stayed with for a couple of years. I've only had three therapists in 20 years. So I tend to stay with my therapist. And there are times when I'm, I'm going to therapy fairly heavily. And then there are times I'm just doing checkups. Like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. Let's schedule a meeting, blah, 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 blah. Everything is pretty good because I have developed coping skills over the years. Um, I implement those coping skills in my life. So the downturns are not as catastrophic feeling as they mm -hmm. used to. Mm -hmm. I can weather the storm. But anyway, get back to the topic. Um, you know, it took a minute, though, <laughs> for me to become okay with the trajectory that my life had taken on, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to look traditional, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not. Not in a sense. It's, it's not going to look traditional, right? Right. I should... And I I love that. And I think right now we are in a space where we can all choose something that wouldn't be considered traditional, but would absolutely work out for us. And so I'm a huge fan of therapy. I'm a huge fan of relationship coaches, life coaches, um, you know, or grief coaches, because I am a grief coach, but, you know, I, I think like working through things, even like when you can't go to therapy because of our system and how it works here, you know, I think it's a really great idea to improve upon yourself and not to say that you're just out flat out broken and you're never going to be fixed or whatever the fuck ever. But we just all have these things that we need to unlearn, things we need to outgrow that we don't unless we are putting in that intentional work. So I never shit on people when they say they have a life coach or, you know, they're going to therapy or they are just, you know, busting into the self-help section of the library or whatever. Oh, yes. I'm such a fan because I feel like that's how you grow. You, you learn and you grow. Um, and you grow up and you grow out of things and you, you grow into things, you know, maybe grow there was into. a situation that, you know, maybe you weren't really ready for, but you kind of grow into it. And so, you know, I feel like that about motherhood, we grow into motherhood. It doesn't just happen to us. Um, 
we better stay in sis yes we grow into womanhood and manhood and we have to grow into these things and so checking in with ourselves is like the best thing we can do going to therapy when there's no trauma and maybe just doing a few little check-ins and i'm not saying you need to be codependent on your therapist or whatever uh you can't do no, it's just go grab them coping skills or, or new methods of how to do things if, if how you were raised isn't working out for you. Uh, if you're in a tough spot in your relationship, go to couples counseling, get Please. a relationship coach if you need to. I know plenty of them and we're going to have one or two of them on the show soon. So let's go, y'all. I just don't feel like you, you know, we are in a time where we can afford to just play possum and play dead. Like we just don't know. I don't think we can afford that anymore. I don't think we can afford folks just laying down and not being accountable for their actions and who they are to others um, because of the interconnectivity that we all are establishing right now, whether that's virtual or in person. There's a lot of offerings that we're working on for in-person work through the pleasure temple so you know our price of admission as always is education educate yourself educate yourself each one teach one so if you've educated yourself share your tools with someone else and don't expect that all the tools will work but access folks because again no excuses any more fully functioning adults i'm not talking about uh you know whatever scenario we can come up with that isn't that's other than this i'm talking about if you are a fully functioning and capable adult and your faculties are about you and you out here living your life you out here trying to get relationships and you out here doing this do yourself a favor <laughs> do yourself a solid and that will ripple outwards to anybody that you touch anybody so it's not just your romantic partner it's not your platonic partner it's not just your kids it's not just your mom it's just going it's, it's you we're we're about self enhancement here. you know and that is so important because the core of your energy changes as you grow right mm-hmm. um i'm big on energy it's changed so are you the lifeline of therapy, right? We unlearn bad behaviors. Um, things that we may think were just normal may turn out to actually have been traumatizing. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, spanking our kids is, is really all of the literature, all of the empirical data the research that has been formulated over decades. Spanking is detrimental. Hitting your child is detrimental. Um, Those are cultural things I've had to challenge myself and I've had to unlearn. Same. Same. Cultural things, you know. But some of them ass whoopings I did deserve. I'm not going to lie. I ain't going to front. I did deserve one or two of them ass whoopings. Like and I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning anything. I'm I know just what saying. you said. 
I know when I fucked up and I know like, and I understand now because I'm somebody's mom, the level of anxiety that she must've been feeling, the level of fear that she must've been feeling, the level of like, you know, are and you because like looking down the road for me, like, oh my God, are, are, you, are, are you? you crazy? Like what's good, what's happening? Like, are you going to end and up in jail for now. the rest of your life? Oh, that is, that is it. Even now I'm challenged, you know, I have all of these young adults in my life mm-hmm. and, and, and even fairly recently, I find myself walking up on one of the young adults. Like I had hit the wall. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, see, you don't know who you're playing with. And I really had to dial that back. Like, I had to dial that back and be like, wait a minute. The frontal cortex is not fully developed until they're like 26. Like, I I had to pull my manual out. 26, 27. Um, Boys between 28. (laughs) is not done. And I'm, yes. so, and I'm speaking to a male, right? So it's not right. done. So I had to really dial myself back, go deep into the manual, go deep into my my, my skill set, you know, my right. coping skill set and, and, and dial it back. But going back to the energy, I have found when I change my energy um, by healing my child my little girl within yeah my energy is so attractive to people just walking out of my house people are very much attracted to me I am very nice I was born in the south so of course if you can't tell that by my accent it's like hey how y'all doing good morning have a good day oh you look nice today oh I see you over there (laughs) Uh, you out here just gassing folk up all day you don't want to be gassed up i don't listen let me tell you i am one for the complimenting and you know and i'm not i don't be slacking when i'm doing the compliment either i listen we're gonna go from top to bottom let's go because i want you to feel real good when you leave me I want you to feel so good when we. That is me. I people who come in contact with me, I value all interaction because I don't know what that person is going through. I don't know how great their day has been or how crappy their day has been. Right. But I have control of my interaction. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like when I lost myself in the car. I was like, "Look at here. You don't know. Who you, like, come on, dollar that, Teresa." But uh, but I am I'm invested in a positive interaction. I am yeah. invested because I keep thinking I don't know what's going on in a person's life, but my smile and my hello, how you doing, may be the most positive thing they have that day. Right. And I get something from it. It's not yeah. just a one-way street, right? Right. It's not. So it, it, it's the exchange. You keep saying this word exchange. And I do want to talk about that because there are people in the world, it, it just, I've been made aware that they don't really think that they're making exchanges. They don't think that they are investing in 
certain types of relationships. They don't think that there's anything they need to give back if, you, you know what I mean? Regardless of what is going on, they, they just are entitled to receive and never to give. And in exchange, we're, we're having an exchange. When, when we are engaged with one another, we are having an exchange. Energy <laughs> not destroyed or it does not die. It's right. And if you're not going to participate on this exchange, folks, don't waste anyone's time for any reason. It's rude. It's real rude. And it's disrespectful. All relationships, all types of relationships are an exchange. And one party is allowed to say that they don't feel fairly exchanged with. <laughs> like, you know, oh, you ain't putting in on this. Okay, cool. But what I get out of complimenting people is just being able to see their spirit lift up a little bit. Isn't that they, like best? They, yeah, they go out into the world and they just, you know, they, they are, they are lifted up a little bit and, and thank you for saying so. Acknowledgement goes a long way. Saying that you see someone goes a long way. Saying happy birthday, saying fucking happy Valentine's Day, even if you don't fucking believe in it, you know they do. And that's worth everything to them. It's not you're pretending that you believe in Valentine's Day. No, you have knowledge that this person believes in it. You <laughs> know that they love this. Why not give that to them? Why not? Why do we have to like, you, you know, dismantle it or it's this and that? So fucking what? We know. We know. What a <laughs> because all this shit we're doing is also made up. So that's so we don't cute. Have on it. I, I just we don't. And so, you know, it's just or, or even Christmas or whatever. Pick anything. Pick anything. And like if you're not gonna participate in the exchange to see somebody motherfucking smile, go away from me. I don't want to talk to you because you're not really thinking it's, about anyone else but yourself. It's funny. Like I get I, I get really tickled. You brought up the is up for Christmas. I say happy holidays. I, I say do too. Happy holidays because there are about, I know I'm exaggerating, but honestly, about 50 holidays that take place from October to like January. It's, there's right? so many. <laughs> there's so many. Happy holidays, <laughs> motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> happy holidays. Let's ride out. You know, like, because mm-hmm. I'm encompassing everything. And I'm, I lived in Florida for a short while, and I remember on several occasions I've said happy holiday. It's Merry Christmas. We'll have holidays to you, too. Happy it holidays, It doesn't bother me if someone responds back to me, Merry Christmas, happy It doesn't. Right. Happy Ramadan. It does not bother me whatsoever. <laughs> not at all. This is the hill you finna die on. Today. Happy, happy holidays versus Merry Christmas. This is the hill. This one, <laughs> we're thinking this one. This is so. okay. <laughs> right, know? right, right. No, I get that. I get that. Like, I, that's the thing. Like, I'm just not, like, I, I hate, I hate this nitpicky thing that we do and we can't, like, it's just nitpicking shit that, like, yeah. for what? Because Are you that attached room, to this? And it's also making room for others. 
Like I choose to make room for others. I choose to make room for others. My life is enriched by that. Right. You know, um, and and it tickles me. I mean, I really don't get mad, but it tickles me. It's like, wow. When I'm challenged like, like that or they get that response, it's just like, you really are choosing to make your life a little bit narrow. Right. Right. And you, That's, you know, right. Once when I started doing a lot of my work, uh, my root work, my ritual work, my, you know, my, my thing, um, that's when I like really have been teaching myself to let go of a lot of shit that really just doesn't matter. So like when my daughter died, there was like, that was, first of all, that was like an immediate impact that was like nothing fucking matters, nothing, zero things, absolutely zero fucking things. We are free. Nothing matters anymore. You want to say Merry Christmas? Great. Say Merry Christmas. I'm made. You, you, oh, thank you okay great you like it i love it go <laughs> be go, free go be enjoy your go be free and enjoy your life you know and and so it's been so freeing for me these last almost nine years um to not be able to to have wrapped myself around so rigidly these things that don't actually matter they don't matter it's not hurting me. I'm not dying because somebody else believes in something that I don't believe in. I'm not dying. I'm not dying. From my life. It does not take away from my life. Right. Mm-hmm. To make room. And even for that person who sells me Merry Christmas, I thought I said holiday, happy holidays. Guess what? 10 out of 10, I'm going to respond Merry Christmas. If that's what you need, that's what you need. Does it take anything from me? It does not. From my base of knowledge of what I believe in my core core, my being of who I am, it takes nothing. Nothing. Away from me. I lose nothing. I gain everything, though, when I can leave room. And because There's, I give everything and I'm also filled up, I'm replenished and that energy is in a circular mode of reciprocity. Yes. It takes nothing from me. It, right. it, I mean, like, I'm in this energy exchange, this vortex exchange, you and I, and, and just for everybody who's listening, um, her and I came in contact through a recommendation from a, a mutual friend, and this is born. And this is born. We haven't known each other that long. Whereas, you know, on our other podcast, Mickey and I have known each other for 20 years almost. And so, <laughs> you know, like, here we are. I, 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 am, I am interested in making connections and beautiful things with people who are also interested in making connections and beautiful things and it doesn't mean we have to have this epic romance or who <laughs> whatever oh but it's gonna be epic though <laughs> but when you're in this club, and i want people to 
we're going to get into shadow work a little bit, root work, spirituality. Oh, definitely. It's listen to your spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. We downplay that a whole lot. But yeah. your spirit where is welcomed. Absolutely. Listen to the tentacles, the, the tinkling, tingling of your fingers or just your skin or your body. What right. That, responses to that as person mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, somebody I want to dialogue father with yes yeah yes, <laughs> absolutely yes. exactly yes I brought with you on this yes <laughs> yes oh my gosh this is like the perfect place to to wrap up because I think like you're gonna get me on a tangent and I'm not gonna be able to stop <laughs> So the next, the next series or our next episode, we're going to dive deeper into spirituality, root work. Yes. That, the, ooh, ooh, I'm so excited. That's where I live. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, I'm not as far along in my journey. I have done mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but I... I believe in it. I I believe in um, cleansing my stones in the full moon and in the dirt of the front yard. Mm-hmm. I believe in my plants surrounding me, my animals surrounding me. Animal one over here. Um, in creating creating what you want to come to you and what calls to you. Yes. But understand people to create golden light to come into your life, you can't have dirty feet. Hey, and you can't have dirty feet. <laughs> that's what makes us a whole lot of that makes us tight. That makes hey, us real tight. We gonna tighten up for this next episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>